Blog Talk Radio. We ain't nothing but some true junkies. We ain't nothing but some G's. Yeah. G's on the podcast. Instead of sipping, sipping, swinging three, swinging three, Instead of smoking on big Outsiders Boxing Podcast, coming to you live on this Sunday, the 18th of November. And I am a little bit low on energy, but that's all right. Starting at this noon time today, had a pretty good weekend. Pretty good week, all in all together. I'm just sitting back here, relaxing, been up for a while about 8 o'clock this morning, something like that. Watching these football games a little bit, wondering what's what right now. Second half adjustments are a real thing. And uh, football season is no longer young anymore. So you're starting to see some of those transitions from contenders uh, separating themselves from the pretenders or sometimes teams that just probably didn't have a good uh, a good start getting warmed up and all that. Ugh. But fantasy football, oh, yeah, that's that's not even looking good right now, neither. As the owner of James Conner and Antonio Brown, first half of the game with the Jacksonville Jaguars is a really what-the-fuck type of a, uh, a scene in the first half right now. Ben Roethlisberger is such a worthless piece of shit at times. But that's, that's, that's whatever. See how the second half goes. Uh, pretty good boxing starting off on Friday, though. ESPN put out a good one. Uh, DeZone had their thing going on yesterday. Good headlines to get to as far as uh, things outside of the ring. All that jazz. But, uh, yeah, you know, I think it should uh, take it to my man from the southern portion of the state and see what D. Willa Wilson's got going on. Uh, Willa, uh, good afternoon to you, sir. Uh, how's everything going over on your side of the map, my brother? Oh, everything is going good, uh, except for uh, I, too, I'm fighting for my fantasy football life. I'm fighting for a division win, so that first round bye, or, and even the playoffs. That's how that's how weak our division is looking right now. So, And I'm getting my ass whooped. Cam isn't doing anything. As usual, Julio is nowhere to be seen. So, yeah, man, but... Texans are whooping ass. It's crazy. Um, I, I noticed you didn't mention. <laughs> no, there was something you didn't mention uh, about sports. You talked about all the sports except one that was happening last night, but that's neither here nor there. Um, we Please won't bring that up. You know, yeah, it's not. It's nothing. You know, us beating them. That's nothing new. <laughs> but besides, where that, you guys at? Been, uh, what? Say what? In the standings, it don't matter about the standings, where we landing. 
Where did that ball land when Capella pieced it to the uh, – to, to oh, have court, you know that's what we're about later. Yeah. Hey, it's all good, you know. For those out sometimes there you get rid of about the Rockets. Yeah. yeah, some people go. Sometimes, uh, you know, you you it's called addition by subtraction. We subtract it. Now the wins are adding up. So, uh, well, well, besides that, great. Um, I didn't really Taking check out head. too much. Yeah, I, I didn't check out too much of the boxing last night. I got a good little gist of it uh, for some reason. I think the zone they they know smarted up so the VIP box it wasn't even listed, so uh, you know I didn't really catch that shit. Nor was I interested. I see, Baby Miller got the KO. I saw you know I saw the results. I did see the a lot of the fights on Friday. I did check out some of the Showtime fights. Uh, they had a, a welterweight in it that that um has been getting a little a little talk as an up and comer. So I checked them out, and uh, but yeah, it was pretty good weekend, pretty good Sunday. Ready to talk some boxing? Yeah, I wasn't uh, overly hyped about the zone card. Uh, reason send you the topics. It wasn't the usual um, like description of how the fights ended. So I had a single file as far as like a Jarrell Miller stoppage or you know all that. So just this on wrap. Just put it all together in one. But uh, yeah, I, I, I got a little gist of it myself. It was uh out and about a little bit, but um, yeah, man, the the uh, man, that game yesterday, I'm not worried about the Rockets. It's no biggie, no biggie at all. Um, man, it's like a eight on five game out there with some of those extra guys you had that were in the black and whites. That's okay, that's fine. Little road trip after not playing since Monday, still rested, be okay. Rub some dirt on the wounds and get back to it. But for boxing, uh, yeah, I think the. Uh, I think the 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 headlines in, in the sports world of boxing were more so of what happened outside the ring than what was being taking place uh, for the zone card. But I'll give you credit though, the uh, hooker fight that you were talking about, Cecito possibly being fight of the year, definitely. I mean, not fight of the year, but uh, the fight of the weekend, uh, definitely probably was that as far as the most entertaining fight to watch. Even though I'm sure. Uh, a certain portion of the fan base uh, boxing out there would probably argue about the um, Alvarez and Rios fight that had happened on the undercard of uh, the zone. A little uh, bum-off type of fight, as you like to call it, a bum-off uh, with uh, bald Alvarez and old-ass walking dead Brandon Rios. Um, <clears throat> and the fight I thought that would be fight of the weekend with Arias and, uh, and uh, Rosado. That ended up being a pretty good little scrap for a draw, but nobody likes draws. Uh, but, yeah, man, let's just get to it. Um, since we didn't really – we weren't big on the uh, zone. I told you I was going to get the 30-day free trial. Didn't do that. Didn't do that. Um, I'll just wait until, you know, I guess when Canelo has his fight to do my 30-day free trial setup so I could observe in big detail as I always do. Every single Canelo Alvarez fight, nitpicking the nitpicking. But that's just what you got to do. You just say. So I think that's when I'll get my subscription. But as of yesterday, man, um, <clears throat> I didn't think that there'd be as many knockouts as there was. You know, <laughs> but Terrell uh, Miller, let's just get it to it. He was uh, in there with the uh, Dino, who really shouldn't. I mean, yeah, he had a pretty good game plan going forward, starting off with a jab and really getting to Miller, but. You know, he just got this 
this got beat up in that fourth round. That drops. Looked like he didn't even want to get up as he got up on the first count. At, right at the nine count, referee could have easily, you know, if it was in the UK, referee would have definitely kept him down. Um, <clears throat> but uh, other than that, you know, he got up and tried for a few more seconds, and Jarrell Miller finished him off. Uh, you know, not devastating fashion. It was like just a exchange in a phone booth, and you know, Miller just, yeah, I don't know, he's just. He just looks a little strange to me when you see him punching. He's just so big. He's like a bodybuilder type of a boxer. So he's got the little, he's got the little, uh, the little arms. Where he's, I could tell, you know, it's probably a problem for him to be trying to reach and uh, to wipe his ass and shit. As big as that motherfucker is, but he did his thing. Did all right. I was expecting a little bit more of a outlandish Jarrell Miller in the post fight press conference, but you know, basically. It's, to me, it seems like he's sipping the Eddie Hearn, uh, Eddie Hearn juice all of a sudden because, you know, it seems like he didn't have a problem with AJ being busy as far as what's next. And uh mentioned a couple other names and whatever, whatever. But, uh, yeah, man, I mean, I guess you got to give him a, a a passing grade, a high passing grade since you're getting him out of there in four. So I give Jarrell Miller a, a A-minus grade and think that, Hopefully he gets in there. He was um, <clears throat> talking about the winner between, I think it was Chizor and Dillian White. I'd like to see Dillian White and him get a fight going on. There's a little bit of shit talking that could be good for both of them. But uh, main event was just a four-rounder in the heavyweight division. Willa, were you impressed with Jarrell Miller's uh, performance yesterday? Uh, no. I mean, I wasn't impressed. Um, he was going up against the bum. Like I said, I got to check out most of that. I, I I got to watch most of that fight this morning. Um, wasn't very impressed. Like, uh, yeah, I guess I give him a, a A. I guess. I mean, this was just a bum off, man. I wasn't, you know, nothing was very exciting happening. You know, he knocked him down, got him out of there. It was, I don't know. I guess I'll give him an A, but there was no hypeness. It's like if you're getting an A, it wasn't a test, it was a quiz. You know, so he got an A on the little quiz that counts, that counts for, uh, you know, quizzes count for 10%. You know, tests count for for uh, 50% and, the, you know, so, something like that. So I don't, yeah, that was a quiz. There wasn't no real fight. It wasn't hype at all. I just watched it just so I can see what the hell happened. See a guy that's 300 pounds and his uh, legs are as skinny as uh, Deontay Wilder's wearing the dress. <laughs> uh, the, 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 yeah. the name, you know, they're, you know, they, they. I'm sorry, Willie, you're breaking up, right there. Yeah, yeah, my fault. So yeah, these guys, yeah, I, uh, yeah, I wasn't hype about it at all. It was pretty much trash. That's why I'll, I'll go ahead and tell you it was, it was trash. The other fights were, I saw a little bit of the other fights. They were all right as far as action, but they were still trash. Uh, we got draws. Uh, I guess we'll talk about all the fights, but yeah, that was trash, man. I guess I'll give him an A, but that was a quiz. It wasn't even a showcase. I don't know what that was. I guess that was, I don't know. I, it's just hard for me to explain how trash that was. But he knocked him out. So. Yeah, and he didn't, make, he didn't make his weight all night to get a knockout too, so I guess that's all right. Uh, but as you mentioned, a 300-pounder, I think he weighs about 315. 
Um, and uh, is the opposition on the other side is about 220, 223 or something like that. Big, big difference, man. Um, <clears throat> guys with Miller, man, they got to um, – I mean, I'm not saying that they need to change the rules or anything like that. Like, I don't it, I don't think it's that that big of a deal right now, but it's, it's a little bit of a difference, like, when we we're talking about how Wilder uh, was only 215 when he fought Luis Ortiz, uh, and Ortiz had about – 45 to 50 pounds on him. Big difference with guys like that. You're talking about a 315-pound fighter like Miller against a guy who, you know, he he almost has a clear-cut 100-pound weight advantage on the man. Like, you know, I'm not saying that they need to have a super heavyweight division and then a heavyweight division, but I'm going to be nice to think it. Yeah, but ahead. once you get to 220, once you get to 220, it don't matter. That guy was a bum, you know. Miller hasn't been knocking people out, and he's had 100-pound, you know, weight advantages, 60-, 70-pound weight advantage. He was just in there against the bum. You know, once he gets against the upper echelons, it don't matter. I don't even think, you know, Usyk, who he, he would weigh 100, 100 pounds more than would, uh, would whip his ass. So, you know, I don't – I think what, by the time you're 220, it don't matter. You got – when you're 215, 220 pounds, if you hit somebody in the face, there – they're going to drop. If you hit them in the face two or three times, they're definitely going to drop. So, I'm, you know, it is what it is. Big Baby Miller, even though he has the, the weight advantage, he's still – he's just trash to me. Yeah, I, not I trash. So you think I that don't, Usyk would beat his ass, huh? Yeah, you probably have to think about that one again. I don't know no, about yeah, Usyk I was, beating I had, I had Big Baby Miller. My shit's breaking up. Uh, no, yeah, Usyk will whoop his ass. Big Baby Miller don't have no skills. I mean, he's punching no, around. He's beating that. bums up. I mean, he has skills. Like I said, he's a professional boxer. He's up there. He has skills. But he doesn't have – He, I think Usyk whoops his ass and it'll be outweighed by 130 pounds. It doesn't matter. Wow. All right. Yeah, yeah you know, I, I – <laughs> It'd be a pretty good test. I mean, hey, it's a pretty good fight to think of probably uh, look to make, you know, under the same umbrella, both of those guys. Sure, Eddie Hearn's probably thinking about it, even though it'd be an easy, easy pickings for Joshua. But yeah, I guess so. But and it wasn't the biggest, like like you said, like you had said, it wasn't the biggest fight. Didn't have the biggest hype around it. Um, a lot of mutual respect um, from both guys as far as the press conferences going. It wasn't the uh, outlandish, brash, just disrespectful comments that we've heard before in the past from Jarrell Miller. So, uh, you know, as he compared the fight to uh, last night in uh, emojis, was Big Baby Miller a hamburger emoji? And the guy that he had fought, Dino, had a salad emoji. He knew that he had a big weight advantage on him, and I'm pretty sure he had a fun time in there yesterday. Wasn't in hype, as you mentioned, but um, – you know, it seemed like uh, it was a, a, a decent show that they have put on there. But, um, you know, also on that card, um, or I don't know if you got any final touches you want to put on that fight before we start talking about the others. Will, any uh, final thoughts on this one? Uh, if, uh, let's say, if uh, Jarrell Miller gets um, a fight with Dillian White next, would you be a little more up hype for that? Because I think Dillian White, you know, somewhere eh, along the, uh, let's say, top, eight players or top eight uh, fighters in the heavyweight division. I guess he might be worthy of that. Definitely top ten, though. 
Yeah, yeah, that would be a way better fight. That would at least be a test for both guys somewhat, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, I would be hyped for that. I mean, I'm not hyped, but I would watch it. And I would see they would probably be talking a lot of shit. Um, yeah, I would watch that. I would have Chizor win it. Um, uh, we didn't say Chizor, we said White. I'll have White will, uh, winning um, probably pretty easily. But it would be more intriguing than what was the guy's name, Dumaphobe? I, I forgot what the hell this fool's name was that he that brother just fought. So, you know, the zone's talking about all this shit. Has the, the zone has the zone had a a big fight since they came come up? Like, what's the, the zone's biggest fight so far? Joshua Parker. Um. Well, I mean, I don't even think that was the zone um, labeled under the umbrella at the time. Um, even though um, that's what it's what it's at right now, because Dizone's, uh coming out party was the uh, the same day that Conor McGregor had fought uh, Khabib Nurmagomedov, which was probably a bad day to come out with the. You know, you're still going to get your hardcore boxing fans who were watching that, but as far as the widespread audience, um, you know, you know damn well that uh, most fight fans or uh, a majority of the fight fans were watching that MMA thing because you know uh, Connor and him had a uh, uh, Connor and that guy had a really good record break uh, record setting I think not breaking but pay per view buy number and uh, the uh, I want to say who the fuck was that that headline I, I almost said Gabby Rosado uh, but it was somewhere on those lines oh Jesse Vargas Jesse Vargas had headline his own biggest fight or you know. The coming out party that was it, it but for the most part, it 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 um it's most like it, it's just starting so like uh, it's gonna be the Canelo fight. Yeah, I guess that'll be the biggest one. You know, no, yeah. no, 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 no. PBC came out. No, no, no. Don't say that. If you don't remember, PBC came out with big fights right off the bat. Right, didn't Broner fight on PBC early? Um, I think that PBC came out with with all right fights. They weren't just Bums, and they weren't. And PBC is a pay per view, also. You know what I'm saying? It's not quite now, the same. The zone, we gotta pay for this shit, man. Who the hell was uh, coming out with PBC starting? Because PBC, uh, that's the reason people got tired of PBC already. Because the first year was nothing but bums. A level versus no, no. <laughs> no, yeah, that's oh, yeah, they had a... John Molina. That's a joke. They thought that was a. They said that was the second or the first of two main events. Because uh, who was it? Thurman. And the fucking Thurman and who else was it? Uh, I forget who headlined it. They had a pretty decent little scrap, but yeah, PBC. There's, there's the same shit the zone's doing, just like PBC started off with, man. PBC is free, and the zone is nine ninety nine a month, and they don't have. And again, as we looked at, we saw the uh, press conference. Um, we saw who PBC has, and we see who the zone has. It's not even close. So I know, you know, when they came in, everybody yeah, was, you that. know, everybody, they were hating on it. But PBC has stood the test of time. I'm sure the zone will also. What the zone has over PBC is they seem to have way more fighters or way, way more access to, uh, to well, I guess it's not the access. They got the streaming capabilities to show all these fucking fights every weekend, every fight. 
you may be able to be seen on TV or not on TV on yeah. the stream. So that's the yeah. good thing about it. But besides who they got is trash. They have nobody. They got Canelo now, and they got Joshua. So I guess they that's got not the two. Much. Yeah, I mean they got the two biggest money men in the game right now. But then besides that, you know that's it. Who they have? Andrade. I mean, who do they have after that? I think they've got well. They do have uh, Eddie Hearns was around for uh, well that's not the zone though but he was I think he he's Maurice Booker's uh, guy so I don't know how that works is Eddie I don't really know how that works because Booker who fought on ESPN Eddie Hearn was in there with him so um, Hooker not Book Hooker um, so Eddie Hearn was in there with him so he's a part of that so he's uh, Eddie Hearn is his uh, his manager but I guess he's not with the zone right now. So, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, but you know what? The one thing, um, PBC came out with, you know, really big hype and stuff. They had a, 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 it seemed cool, you know, boxing on primetime television for free and all that. Uh, you know, but they, they missed on a couple little things as far as, like, Sugar Ray Robinson. He's a great dude. Really good uh, as far as where his uh, – Leonard. Where his level – or Leonard, I'm sorry, yeah. Yeah, they had him out there like just. I mean, the guy can put you to sleep watching a fight. Like just absolute dreadful commentary. Um, not only that, but it took away from a little bit of boxing that we're normally used to seeing. As far as them taking commercial breaks after uh, round one, two, you know, I think that, I, I can't remember when they kept it going fully without doing a commercial breaks. Probably like within the eighth or championship rounds, but. Right. Watching boxing and then after the first round's over and you don't get to hear what the trainer's saying to them and you don't get to see where the guy's uh, level is or their their head is at the time, you know that took away from boxing for me and I think that was like uh, just just nitpicking a little bit of why PBC um, had so much uh, it was such a letdown from the start. So a um, zone over there when you're paying nine ninety nine for it or whatever it is. You know, you're getting all that, so and uh, full access to everything. And then, plus, like you said, it's uh, they always got stuff coming up. There's a a, a big schedule for boxing coming up with the zone. That uh, seems like they're staying busy. Uh, they're staying busy with scheduling, and not only that, but they're staying busy with uh, with the promotional skills. I've seen uh, Michael Buffer and on regular TV commercials for PB or for the uh, zone. And you know, at the same time, they try to reach to the young audience with the with the uh, brief comedic release a relief of Michael Buffer's. You know, when he's like doesn't know how to pronounce the zone, and he just says, "What a stupid name!" You know, in the commercial, it's like so. Nobody you know, they're trying to Michael get to Buffer's the they're trying to get they're trying to get to the millennials' attention a little bit with shit like millennials that. Millennials don't know who Michael Buffer is. They know who the brother is, uh, the guy on the UFC, right? Millennials don't know who the fuck Michael Buffer is. They know who he is, man. I mean, it, <laughs> I, um, no, they know the, they know. Let's get ready to rumble. Terrible reach. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. they don't know that. They know who Canelo is. They got a better chance of putting Canelo up there. <laughs> Michael Buffer. Nobody knows. I, I think they know his brother. Whatever he says, is he UFC? Is he the UFC guy, or does he just do other boxing? He's a, no, he got his brother. Let's get here. down on the get down. Or he say something. He say something to those to those effects. It's Let's time. get ready to rumble, but not really. <laughs> yeah, it's time. <laughs> it's time. 
Yeah, that shit's stupid. He's a, uh, you know, when he's uh, introducing guys, if you look on his uh, YouTube, when he introduced Brock Lesnar, I can't remember, I think it was his last fight, Lesnar came out in UFC, this fucking guy. As he's introducing Brock Lesnar, he jumps in the air, he does a 360 and hurts his fucking leg. I think he tore like a, uh, he tore like a tendon in his knee. <laughs> I can't remember what he did, but he hurt himself pretty good for, for mid-introduction spinning in a 360 trying to introduce a fighter, like yelling at the top of his fucking lungs. Like, <laughs> uh, this shit's stupid. But uh, no, that guy, he's just a MMA guy, but I, um, I've i seen he's a, uh, it seems like he doesn't stop talking because he has a podcast and I've heard that he's actually Michael Buffer's, uh, he's his, um, basically like his bookie, his agent, all that shit. He does all his uh, scheduling for him too, so. But uh, we're way off topic with this. But I'm just saying, the zone, um, you know, they could at least look at the way PBC went and how things weren't so great from the start um, and how it turned into what it's got right now. And it's got a very respectable, and um, especially when it put on some of these fights that how last year came in hot. Um, you know, it's no longer – uh, PBC guys fighting bums. You know, like Al Heyman uh, told him, now it's time for you guys to fight each other. So, hopefully they can look towards that and have, like, the longer plan. Because, you know, once you start something, uh, especially in boxing with the splitting up of, uh, you know, fighters across the street, like Earl Spence likes to say, uh, and you do all that, it's just going to be, uh, you know, the waters could get a little, they get, they get a little muggy up there, they get a little dirt, man. So, Hopefully it works out, but as of right now, I'm not really that hyped on it. I, I, but I'm not hating on it at the same time. You know, uh, we'll see how it works out. But, but um, but going as the ESPN side of things, well, uh, um, did you uh, have your little crystal ball going at the time when you were talking about how this one could be fight of the week with Maurice Hooker and Sosito because it turned out to be a pretty good scrap out there in the Chesapeake Arena in OKC. Oh, definitely. You know, I'm a guy that, you know, I'm not a boxing historian. I don't really study. I don't really study boxing. We just say I'm just a, a super huge fan, you know. So, like, I always give credit to guys like Patty, guys like uh, Simon, Janelle, who do a little more studying of the game. I'm just a guy that's watched boxing for a long time, participated, you know. And, I, you know, I don't really – just like any other sport, like football, basketball, I don't study. I just remember – I just try to remember what I what I what I see, and, and use that as wisdom for going forward in this boxing game and with my knowledge. So, when I see guys like Saucedo fight, uh, I, I put that I put a pin in my brain. This guy, I might not remember him until I see his name again, and I didn't with Saucedo, but I know this guy is coming to fight, and he don't give a fuck. He's trying to win. He's trying to do it. So I put that pin in. Hooker. Hooker came out, I think, uh, first time we saw Hooker, he wasn't looking that good. I remember. I remember seeing this guy, and I don't I don't remember what fight, you know, because, like I said, I'm not a historian. But I remember he came out for an undercard, for somebody, somebody's undercard. And he didn't look that fucking good, but he got the win. He got the sneak win. So when he went overseas to fight uh, – some guy, I forgot, not Warrington or Will. It's some kind of probably got a ten on the end. When he went overseas to fight this guy for the belt, 
and he whooped and, and he and he won the the, the 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 decision, but he did pretty good. I put that pin back in my brain. Okay, maybe maybe Maurice Hooker is getting better. He looked way better, and you know him being of a certain uh, nationality. Um, I'm gonna give him that mm. second benefit of the doubt. You know, like I always say, I gave him I give him that second chance, and lo and behold. He showed and proved. So I put that pin in the head. Maurice Hooker does seem to be legit. So when you got a legit fighter that ain't gonna be, that's gonna put it all on the line against a, another legit fighter who don't give a fuck, who's definitely gonna pull it all, all on the line, you're gonna have a good fight. And just as the title of our last show, the best fight, when the best fight is on Friday night, uh, that's exactly what we got. And I don't even. I think I can't remember the details. I wish I looked it up, but it might have went around the that eighth between there. But before the, before he got knocked out, so I see that was coming in and trying to do work. It started from like thirty seconds until the bell rung. They were on each other's ass. Uh, Hooker got caught. I think in the second tried to open up, got caught, dropped. Uh, Sacido so looked good for a little bit, then he sort of. At the end of that round, Saucedo was catching bombs from Hooker. Um, Hooker had like I think they say he has uh, he's he's fighting at 140, but he has like the length. I think he had the his uh, reach was one inch shorter than Klitschko's. Some crazy like that. I think that's what they said. But he couldn't keep Saucedo off of him until the end, and until he dropped him, which I thought was going to happen. So it was an excellent fucking fight. Um, Saucedo, I don't even think he drops. Saucedo got his ass whooped for showing you that he really don't give a fuck. He never was on a knee. He never did any of that stuff. He got dropped and wobbled, almost took the knee, but the the ropes. But he was on the, the ropes. ropes uh, yeah, the ropes, ropes saved him. <laughs> ropes held him up, but we don't know. We don't know. We think the ropes hold it up. That, Saucedo might be a guy that might go like ten more feet and then catch his balance. You know what I'm saying? We don't know what would happen, but. He was he was damn near he was hurt so what gave him the whatchamacallit, and then he came up again and just started getting Saucedo went out like a G. Um, I hate that he was talking about he had cut eyes and shit like that. I wish, but that's you know, you already know a Mexican's gonna say that. I love Mexicans. Mexicans are you know I fuck with Mexicans hardcore, oh. but usually when they when you when they get an ass whooping they always got an excuse. Usually they can't. It's a it's a it's a Mexican thing to just think is an excuse, and and that's no hate. You know, it just is what it is. And I hate he's Mexican. Give huh? excuse. Uh. He talking about he had cuts in his eyes. He didn't have no blood in his eyes. Where are these cuts? He was swollen. He, he couldn't see because his eyes were swollen. But hey, Hooker, you know, but I didn't really appreciate Hooker dancing around and doing all that all that dancing and shit at the <laughs> end. But you know, doing he just seemed a little too hype. Like he didn't give that guy. He should have gave that guy a little bit more respect because he did get dropped. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. Yeah, it was a good-ass fight. Oh. Fight of the week for sure. It didn't last that. It didn't last all the way, but it was a great fight. And then we've got another rivalry. It looks like your boy's got a lot of problems down here in the south. He's got, a, you know, Hooker. <laughs> called him out. He came in. Right. He came in barely speaking English. I don't understand that. And then uh, he's got, you know, the Ragaroo out here down there in New Orleans that wants a piece of him too. So 140 is, is popping right now ever since the uh, 
ever since the master has left left the belt for everybody to uh, to feast on. Yeah, no, uh, no, definitely, man. Um, yeah, but what can I say, man? Damn good fight. Um, I remember seeing it at the bar when I was uh, out on Friday night thinking, oh, I thought this was on Saturday. But um, I thought that he did get – I thought that the, the ropes definitely held Tocito up. Um, was a little – I was kind of wondering where the confidence was of the referee. And it looked like he was confused if he was going to say that it was a knockdown because of the ropes holding, held him up, or was I just going to let him continue? So, um, yeah, if he would have let him continue, it could have been crazy. Oh, yeah. Like, he, he was out that. of there, and he was, like, to the side, and Hooker was about to hit him, and he he, he jumped in front of him. Yeah, if he would have let him hit that, that could have been that could have been damaging because he was out of there. Yeah, it was it was definitely something I was watching with the officials with that because yeah, it was like, oh man, it, it almost got ugly. It almost got real ugly. But you know, I mean, um, even the finishing part of the fight, um, lucky for Sacido that uh, a game of inches, you could say, with some of those punches like the straight right that he had uh, put on him, probably connecting on the the upper portion of the forehead to the corner, didn't land as uh, flushly as uh, Hooker probably wanted it to, but it was just enough for the fighter that was damaged for him to take a few steps back and the referee getting at her to save him. So he, uh, he, he getting stopped is a, is never a fun thing, <laughs> never a good thing in boxing. But uh, as far as uh, some of the damage that could have been taken that he avoided and got out of there as safely as he did, that could uh, save him some miles down the road. Um you know, similar to like uh, uh, the knockout Kovalev suffered recently. The third time he had got up and tried to, or before he got knocked down for the third time, just inches away with some of those punches that landed. But if they were inches away on a, a sharper level, Kovalev might still be asleep. So, um, but yeah, interesting, interesting outtake of it all. I like the. Hey, you said he should have respected him more. The dancing part, yeah, I, I feel you on that. But he really he did have a, a pretty good mutual respect at the end of the fight in the post-fight press conference or uh, inside the ring post, you know. So um, I thought that was cool. Uh, nice little, uh, nice respectable way that they handled their business, especially with uh, Jose Ramirez, who was there. Looking a little flabby, by the way. But, uh, you know, good little respect don't thing going on. Uh I don't know if that says that fighters from Dallas, Texas, have a lot more class than fighters from Nala over there in uh, in, uh, in the home of all that all that voodoo and shit over there, and and, and all that good stuff, the mud dogs and whatever, whatever, and Louisiana. But um, you know, I, I think that that would be a pretty good fight to see moving forward, man. If Jose Ramirez gets in there with uh, with Maurice Hooker, that. Hey, stylistically, it'd be really good because hey, you're talking about how the arm length uh, of him is, uh, you know, comparable to one Latimer Klitschko. That's one thing that Jose Ramirez also has uh, uh, that separates himself from the, some of the guys in the division as far as uh, uh, reach. And um, especially Jose is not afraid to put punches together. Usually when you got long or fighters with the reach like that, they want to just kind of pop shot and use the reach to their advantage. But I see that as being a really good stylistically fight moving forward, man. I mean, like you said, it's either uh it's either that or or your man Regis Progross. 
and you, it's a it's a can't go wrong, hit or miss type of a deal. Because uh, I think both of those fights are going to be entertaining as hell. And uh, about time, Matt Ryan. He's playing like shit all game, but about to go to OT with the Cowboys. I like that. Um, but yeah, man, hell of an entertaining fight. Um, I liked it. I liked the uh, the ending, the mutual respect that I was putting on, even uh, you know the handshakes at the end, giving giving props to Sosito and all that stuff. So, um, really, really entertaining fight. I give uh, you know, I you, you gotta give uh, I give a solid A to Maurice Tucker for his effort. Even it would have been an A plus if he never got knocked down, but it might have been an A minus if he never got knocked down. Now that I think of it. The reason I give him a solid A is because I'm getting knocked down to coming back and finishing uh, that fight in that kind of in that kind of a uh, fashion. Hell of a hell of a performance. Guy, I love those fights where a guy who gets the victory by stoppage is also a guy who got knocked down at one point in time. So hell of a fight, hell of a fight. Uh, Will, if you had to pick one, who would you rather see fight in the 140 ranks for, uh, before more than that, uh, before any of the others? I know Progress is, uh, you know. I know you like Progross a little bit, seems to me, but would you rather have Progross and Ramirez or Ramirez Hooker? I'm guessing Progross Ramirez, but I could be wrong. Yeah, yeah, I'm thinking I like both of those guys. Uh, I like both of those fights, man. Uh, I even like uh, Hooker Progress, but remember, Regis don't even really have a belt. He's got some kind of some kind of fake belt. It's some some foreign guys, both guys from Belarus. I don't even know who these guys are. Uh, Rilik, Nick, and Ivan Barakaching. Uh, I don't even know who these guys are. They've got the other two belts. So um, I think uh, Progress has some kind of a WBC baby belt. So I think he's probably in line for Ramirez first. That's probably. But Ramirez was there. Uh, talking. Okay, hey, I like both of those fights, man. Like I said, it's sort of popping at, at one forty, at least with those three guys and these other guys, and they and, and they have the tournament going on too. So, uh, yeah. So yeah, we'll see how it goes, yeah, man. Right. I'd rather see Hooker though, since he has he really he has speed up. Yeah, no, definitely. Nobody worried about that. We just programs. He's just a. Uh, I think he's involved in that little tournament going on right now too. So you let the little you let the little fish swim in the little pond while the big boys in the ocean over there. So yeah, I, I would probably like to. Uh, I would probably lean towards more uh, for Ramirez and and Hooker. I think that'd be a hell of a fight uh, down the road for sure. So no props to those three guys for uh, two for putting on a hell of a performance, and then third being Ramirez, and uh, both those guys having class and. Seem like they uh, are willing to get in there with each other. So, um, looks like that one might be coming next. Hopefully, see how it works out. But it's hell of an interview. Yeah, I think that was uh, that was Hooker's third undefeated guy or something that they said. So Hooker's, uh, you know, hey, if this guy doesn't take, if he doesn't take the Ramirez fight, the next fight, I'm not mad at that. He even fought three undefeated guys back to back to back. Uh, if he doesn't take the Ramirez fight right off the bat. You know, because Maurice Tucker, he's in there. He's taking shots. You know, he doesn't have the best defense, even though he looked good against uh, Saucedo a little bit on the ropes. He really wasn't getting hit that hard. And you could, it, I, you weren't, yeah. you were at the bar, so you don't really. Uh, I guess you probably weren't listening. But PBC was pushing for Saucedo to win. 
That's how it felt. Worthy. <laughs> yeah, that's how it, that's how they it, that's how it felt. It was like they were about his story, his thing. But maybe that was because he was a home guy. Uh, I don't know what they. But to me, it felt like. Uh, what hooker didn't get any real credit until like the end, like till to the end, to when he started whooping his ass. That's how it's just how it felt. I was listening to him. I'm like, okay, all right, y'all watching this? Uh, it didn't. I don't know. It seemed like PBC uh, was actually trying to push um, Saucedo to win. So I don't know. That's how it felt. So I wonder what's going on with that. Um, hmm. Yeah, I'm saying PBC. I mean ESPN. It was on ESPN. It was Bradley. Yeah, okay. so, yeah, yeah. You know, I was just I was hmm because I remember you saying the same thing about when Ramirez had fought him on, and ESPN was pushing him the whole time. Like, I don't know. Maybe they're looking for the next Mexican star or something. I don't know. But, but um, it might be I, what I, it I is. I don't. Is, yeah, because I was pushing him, and I was like, okay, Maurice Hooker is the better guy. I don't know who was favorite to win, but I would think it would have been Maurice Hooker. But, you know, they were talking about his pedigree and how he grew up and, you know, they were just talking about him. The story was him. Like, they were telling his story the whole time until he started getting – until it started getting bad for him. Oh, wow. Uh, Hooker might have been lucky well, that he knocked him out. <laughs> right. Well, you know, especially when it's getting uh, dropped early, so you know they had a narrative ready to push right away, or at least not a narrative, but at least like uh, an idea of the of uh, early favorite of the fight. So you know, kind of almost like how uh, almost like how some journalists uh, like say uh, like say when the Patriots beat the uh, beat the Falcons in the Super Bowl. I bet you when it was twenty, what was it, twenty four to three at one point or twenty? I can't remember what it was with the twenty eight three something like that. But uh, pretty sure a lot of those journalists probably had their whole story written and and done, set in, ready to print and post, and then you know have to damn near delete everything they put out and finish up a different story because of the outcome. They probably had an early premonition of that as far as like him uh, getting an early drop and you know. Get ready to push this guy. Oh, let's talk more about his story. He's looking good first, you know, few whatever. But maybe they are looking for the next Mexican star, like you said. Uh, so we'll see how it goes. But um, the one news that we probably could have started off with, I wanted to cover up the fight or cover the fight before we did, was uh, speaking of Dallas, Texas, night. Earl Spence and Bud Crawford. Man, <laughs> more entertaining than anything the zone had to offer, that's for sure. Seeing Earl Spence and Bud Crawford um, when I was out, uh, seeing it on my phone, like just all these things just start popping up, like what the hell's going on? Bud Crawford pulling up, Spence saying, oh, God, I was expecting you to be here. Had intense moments. Had some last moments. Had old man Bob Aram chilling with the brothers. And, uh, man, for those who like to read body language and try to make off some sort of a, I wouldn't say finalization of how you see the fight happening, but I don't know, man. <laughs> 
Bud Crawford looks like a different animal. But let's just say, uh, let's just go from the start. As soon as uh, these guys had, uh, it was probably about a 10-minute little conversation they had on YouTube. Uh, I think it was Ellie Setchback who was, uh, yeah, I think it was Ellie Setchback who was the one who put it out there. Uh, really, uh, really interesting start. <laughs> yeah, Bud Crawford telling Spence that he's fat. And Earl Spence says, no, I'm not. Hit at each other's midsection. His Bud Crawford said, yeah, feel that again. It's chopped. I'm chopped. And then he scribes Earl Spence. He says, you fat. And Earl Spence says, so what? See me at the, you see how I be at the weigh-in. <laughs> Funny how Earl Spence goes from, no, I'm not, to, so what? <laughs> but it was just a... Uh, it had, like I said, some tense moments because you know, when you when you look at Bud Crawford, um, just waiting for some of the uh, the way he promotes himself to turn him into a bigger star than, uh, or let him reach his potential as a star because he has all the in ring talent that you need for a star, but um, not a buffoon like Adrian Broner or Floyd Mayweather, a little different route for one Bud Crawford. Uh, but um, you, the more and more you get to see Bud Crawford on camera nowadays with some of this stuff, like uh, like especially with this and Spence, like he's just been uh, – it gets it, more and more interesting. Um, as uh, when Bud Crawford had his uh, – uh, I can't remember what it was, but uh, what fight it was right off the top of my head. But they uh, – remember me and Willow were talking about it. It was uh, when uh, they first mentioned the fact that Bud Crawford's mother was kind of the reason behind him getting into boxing and how much anger he had pent inside, and they kind of just brushed over it after that. But then the next time you seen Crawford on ESPN, they had a big old story about it. Willow picked up on it as uh, as uh, uh, me and my partner did. Like, did he really say that about his parents? Like, his mom? But, uh, you know, uh, now it's a, now it's just he just seems like a really interesting, weird, dangerous kind of a dude. I don't know, but uh, not a big size difference as I thought it would have been with those two guys next to each other. Obviously, Spence is a bigger guy, but not as big of a difference as I thought it would be. Um, but yeah, they they um, you know we're talking talking. Apparently, they got a. Uh, a million dollar bet that was shook on. Um, and Willa, I don't know. This might just be me, but I think I sense a little bit of fear from Earl Spence looking into the eyes of that madman Bud Crawford. What was your take on this whole interaction of friendly words that these two top dogs in the pound for pound rankings when they had their little face to face come to Jesus meeting uh, backstage? Oh man, what I saw was two confident guys. Um, you you don't you yeah you're not telling the guy you're gonna knock him out and, and you're scared and you're looking him dead in the eye. Um, and Crawf uh, and Crawford, you know he was just they were both viewing like confident, and and they were just doing it in different ways. And you know I, I, you could you know they've got a mutual respect for each other. Um, you see that they both know what's going on. 
um, that, you know, they both know people want to fight, and they both have respect for each other, and, and they both know that's going to be a tough fight for both of them. But they both have confidence in themselves. Uh, what I saw was Spence, you know, at the end of the thing, he told them straight up, why wouldn't I go get this strap before I fight you? And he said it twice. He said knock out for Crawford. <laughs> like Porter yeah. just stopped yeah. looking. <laughs> Yeah, and Crawford and Crawford just looked at him for a couple of seconds. Oh, I love and that. And then said, like, you're, yeah, you're smart, but you ain't that smart or something like that, right? <laughs> so, you know, yeah. he, it took him a second because he just looked at it because he asked him twice. And, you know, he was dumbfounded because, you know, the answer was, you know, yeah, you're right. That makes That does make a lot of sense. So we saw that. And we knew, and, and I think that's why Earl was a little, even though he seemed confident, it wasn't spewing as much because he knows that he's not taking that fight. That's not the fight that he, he's trying to get next. You know what I'm saying? He knew that. So it don't have nothing to do with being scared because, you know, that's just how it is. And, and when he asked him two times in a row, Crawford really couldn't say nothing. You know, he said, that's going to be easy work. And they both was like, uh. Yeah, it's gonna be easy work. Yeah, they both like agreed. Like Sean Porter's a scrub, <laughs> right? So you know, so it was like, so yeah, so the, I, I thought I didn't see any anybody being scared. And and the funny thing is, is that Spence went in on an interview with Keith Thurman, right? Um, during uh-huh. the uh, after the press conference, and he was like, "You ain't gonna fight me. You ain't gonna fight me." And Keith Thurman said, "I'm gonna fight Porter." first. I'm getting my belt back first. Then we'll fight you. So he got the same thing. The same thing that these guys are doing to Spence, he's doing the Crawford. And, you know, that's just the, uh, the circle of life. But the, I think they will fight. Um, it, sucks for, it sucks for Crawford because there was uh, the fight that was on before the hooker fight with some little, like, you know, Armenian type guy. I didn't really see it, but they were like, the reason why this fight was important because he's probably in line to fight Bud, Bud Crawford, you know. So Bud Crawford is in line to be fighting these bums, waiting on these guys. Uh, Spence is going to probably be doing the same thing. You know what I'm saying? I don't think these guys are going to fight Spence either. So fight's going to happen. But like I said, I didn't see anybody scared. When he asked him, when he said, "I need to, I'm gonna fight Porter first. That's easy work. Let me get these belts." That, it, it made sense. So I'm not mad at any of that. I'm glad that that happened. Like they said, this the the promotion is starting for this fight. It will happen. It, it will be a super fight. And uh, you know, unless Mikey Garcia goes in there and does what he needs to do, that's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. Sorry. Don't mean to raise my voice because I'm not that guy, but. That's not going to happen. If I could just uh, get in a little bit of detail why I think that Spence was scared, let me explain. Now, I didn't know towards the end of the video that Setchback had put out one. I think uh, Bud was giving a little send-off speech. Uh, Bud referred to him as EJ, and he said it like the way he said it was just, not if it's, it's if he is trolling, but he was definitely trying to get under the skin of Spence with that. Now, think about it. Bud Crawford growing up with his mother, 
Mother never really showed him no love. Got into boxing because she pissed him off. And he tried to prove her wrong and, hey, took him to some pretty good heights. On the other side of the story, you got Earl Spence. A lot of people call the truth, but his mama and his daddy call him EJ. Comes from a nice upbringing, um, a happy home as far as what it looks like all along. And um not saying that there's a – it's not always like that, but there definitely has to be some sort of animosity and a, some sort of – almost how you look at the U.K. fighters and think that they are automatically soft. I think that's the way Bud Crawford is looking at Spence. And not only the way – you can think that about someone. It don't matter. But for me, he was uh, – Crawford never got out of uh, of a level of uh, cadence or anything that he was – talking about during that whole time if, if it was a one to ten scale level one being the lowest amount of energy ten being the charlos uh, i'd say that bud crawford was about an eight and if he moved anywhere on the scale he probably went to maybe a seven then an eight but he was pretty much in that same range for the most part now spence he's all over the place he's all over the place he was calm for a second then he is at the one point in time he said tell your dude to shut up not in those words but tell your dude to shut up about four times to, to Bud Crawford about his buddy in the back who was talking. Uh, Spence would laugh every every so often, but he was around maybe a two at one point, then getting high up to an eight, then going to a five, back to a two, up to an eight. His level was a, a little off to me, and that shows me that he was shaky. That's why I think he was scared. His um, And not only that, but in boxing – it was funny how they talked about, you know, as uh, Thurman's just an afterthought, like he's just, oh, we'll knock him out, get that belt. That's easy work. But no one wants to hear about the business side of boxing, especially in boxing, because that's probably the blackest eye other than corruption in boxing is the business aspect. Now, when, like you said, the promotion, could, this could be leading towards the promotion starting for the event, but at the same time, no one wants to hear about the business side of boxing because we all know that. We all know that Spence could go beat the shit out Sean Porter and get that strap. We know Bud could go over there, beat the shit out of Sean Porter, get that strap. We know Thurman already beat the shit out of him once. He'll do it again. You know, he's just the, he's the whipping boy. He's the fucking, he's just the fucking punching bag of the top four of that division. Like, no one takes Manny Pacquiao that serious. Everyone knows Broner's just about trying to get money. Danny Garcia is still, in the, uh, uh, still on the outside looking in. But... No one wants to hear about the business side of boxing. Now, Spence said, we could bet 100000 on it. Crawford said, let's bet a million. You getting money, right? And he just kept that same level to me the whole time. And Spence, to me, was jumpy at best. And um, to me, yeah, I think that I sensed a little bit of fear from the truth in that sense, not uh, based on anything else but the way his uh, – his delivery was the way he was uh, a little bit all over the place. And then plus with the, my theory being put to behind the fact that EJ didn't really come from the same type of, uh, well, he might not have had to see some of those hardships that Bud Crawford had coming up. And, you know, that goes in all sports, not just boxing, just, it's just, it just so happens that, um, you know, this is the fight game. Uh, 
and so and sometimes that shit don't matter. But hungry dogs come from some uh, some places that there ain't no. Uh, it's not a big uh, Thanksgiving table every night for di- for dinner and all that shit. So that's why I say that I think that I sense some fear from Earl Smith. I'm not def- I'm not saying he was definitely scared because I don't think he's scared of him, but. I think that there's a little bit of uncertainty in, in Earl Spence. Confident? Uh, I definitely see Bud Crawford being more confident in this one. And, um, yeah, I mean, not only that, you know, Spence was, you know, at the end of it, at the end of it all, he's saying he's still the boogeyman. Like, no, you're not the boogeyman, dude, because want, someone wants to see you. Free smoke, like you said. You know, and he just, he didn't have that same energy to me, Willa. Like, uh, it just seemed like he was jumpy at best. And for him to be jumpy up and down on his energy levels of uh, of how he was going back and forth with Bud Crawford, that tells me one thing. He's shaky. That's why I believe he was a little bit intimidated by Bud Crawford. No, I, I, didn't, I mean, I can uh, – he was up and down, but he he's always up and down. The same way against uh, when he was talking to Thurman. Seems like he's trying to figure out how to talk talk noise and also – be respectful to these guys that he uh, that he's talking to, because I think he has a lot of respect for those guys, and that's probably due to his upbringing. But I think that, you know, I don't the EJ stuff. That's what the people call him. So I mean, I don't think he has when they say EJ, it, it, it his face didn't change. He didn't look. I mean, that's his name. So I, I don't think that really that really mattered. That really mattered to uh, to him. So. I mean, you could be right, me this per- but I didn't. This premise isn't something to think didn't. about with the happy home against the, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, not really because there. he's from the country, you know. Uh, you know, it's, that's country living. It's not the streets, but it's not, you know, it's not easy living. It's, it's, it's it, you know, it's, I don't really, Cincinnati, that's, that's a house. There's people, you know, he lived in a house and, you know, all that good, you know, stuff like that. I don't, I, you know, I don't really. That's nothing I even look into. That might be something that fuels Crawford, but I don't think that's going to have anything to do with why he could beat Spence. Even though I think he could beat Spence, I think they both have the dog in him. I just think he's a little better. But where he, their outbringing don't 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 have nothing to do with it because they're both supreme champions. It's not like Spence got to the top and then you know during this first fight fell off because you know you know. He didn't do anything like that. He's fought, so that has nothing to do with it. You know, that might be something they try to say. He might try to sting him with it every now and then, or that might be a joke. But I don't think he cares about any of that. You know, I know that's country living. It's a little different. I feel, you, I feel. You. Um, you know, I I I just think that. Uh, hell yeah, I, I like I like how these guys are actually. You know, hanging out together. And at no point in time was there ever, I said, tense moments and things like that, which it did have. But at no point in time did they have any uh, guys needing to hold anybody back. You know, so, um, you know, I was uh, a little curious uh, when, when Spence was there. Uh, yeah, like, uh, yeah, you know, just seeing if he had some of that, uh, that some of that I've been fighting. Since, I started fighting in 2015 juice going on. Seemed all right. But I think it's just a little bit of cause for concern. When uh, we've seen Earl Spence uh, ballooning up a little bit uh, more so than ever uh, recently, um, you know, hanging out with the uh, with the uh, with a crowd who 
you know, guys like A.B. and stuff who are known to do that. Um, you know, Spence, uh, uh, the pictures out there of him, you know, having a pretty big belly and, you know, having some titties on top. But, uh, you know, I, I'm pretty sure <clears throat> he's enjoying more fruits for his labor that he's ever enjoyed in this whole career because he's getting he's getting the ducats now. He's getting the bag for sure. Um, uh, I don't know if it's cause for concern that that you know they better make this fight happen within the next calendar year before Spence gets too big for 147, or dare I say Crawford gets more acclimated at 147. So a marination idea of this fight might be a bad idea for Earl Spence. Um, just because of the fact that, yeah, man, you know, Crawford is getting better and better. <laughs> um, but, uh, uh, Spence and Crawford, man, I mean, uh, this, uh, this is, this is a really, 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 really exciting storyline that's going on in boxing right now. And I love it. I love it. But as far as I've seen from the eye test yesterday, I was, uh, a little skeptical with my eyebrow raised from the jump just to see if, uh, Spence had had some, some of that juice that he had last time in Brooklyn. But uh, I think I'd have to say, uh, uh, nah, I don't think that that uh, that he was uh, having some drinks like that over there like he had last time. Probably learned his lesson from uh, social media that had a lot of, a, a little bit too much fun with that material that he gave the people. But, um, you know, <laughs> I don't have your number. Well, now you do. Save it. Uh one zero Crawford in my books, will it? <laughs> that was uh that was entertaining as shit though, and I loved every bit of it. I wish we could see these guys meet up some more. Yeah, yeah. I just think Crawford is just the more entertaining guy. You know, and and it shows. I think he's more you know, both like I said, he's very confident in himself, it shows. They they've had a a good respect for each other that showed, so yeah, it's very that's good for boxing. It was a good thing to see. Like you said, they weren't pushing each other. They didn't have to do all that. They weren't really yeah, talking no. down on each other like that. Um, you know. So, it was pretty good. I I enjoyed it. Yeah, no doubt. Um if uh if I'm incorrect about Earl Spence being anyway intimidated by Bud Crawford, I think one thing could be said for my argument that could give a little bit of uh, of consideration and validation would be that maybe Earl Spence isn't scared of Bud Crawford, but 1,000%, Earl Spence is not used to people not being scared of him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it definitely looked like that, that Crawford definitely had no fear in Earl Spence whatsoever. Um, you know, and then plus, you know, force Earl Spence to name drop Jamel Charlo. Ask Maul how hard I hit. I mean, needing a name dropping, man. But I think if he ain't scared of Bud, he's just definitely for sure not used to somebody who's so unafraid of him. Uh, I mean, I don't know about that because Thurman ain't afraid of him. Uh, Porter, when they talk, he well, Porter, he, he yeah, he he got out of there at the end. But I don't think anybody's really afraid of uh, Spence. I don't think that's why. I just think Spence isn't. Spence is a country dude. He's not that, you know, he's not quick on his feet with the responses. He's a all shucks type of G-golly guy. That's what it is. <laughs> so when you got a guy that's talking, that's a slick talking, you know, he, you know, 
guy like Crawford, he's going to show you up. This is what it is. So you got to do something. You got to come up with something. You're thinking of something. This is, he was just, he was just yeah. outmatched at, uh, during th- this verbal sparring session. You know, I, I give it to Crawford. Crawford definitely won that one. But when he said a million yeah, dollars, there was no hesitation. He said a million dollars. No He's like, a million dollars, we could do that. Pow. And it's like, that's yeah. good. Yeah, no hes- so, yeah uh, I'll, give, I'll give Spence that for sure. There was no, like, split second of a second thought or nothing like that. He said, yeah, we could do that. <laughs> so, yeah, I'll definitely give him that. Good point there, Will. Yeah. yeah they, I don't think he's scared, but they both know this is going to be a tough fight. So, he might as well fight Porter first. That's easy work. Yeah, everyone should. Yeah, they should just take turns on Sean Porter. <laughs> uh, I loved it though, man. I, I loved get hit uh, three times. You know, you get a little groggy after two or three hit, but <laughs> then all of a sudden, yeah, I wish, yeah, I wish, I wish I know uh, Kenny Porter, friend of the show, uh, no gentleman that you spoke with a few times. And, you know, I wish we could have him on like for right now of a time because I get a big homie. You say your son's all this and that, but you got Spence and Crawford over here clowning him like he's easy work. What's up with that? Just to hear a response because Kenny Porter's a funny dude. But, uh, yeah, it seems to be the picking order of a, of a cherry being a belt for the guys to add more hardware to their to their collection. Seems like it's going to pick off without any sense of, uh, you know, a duck or misdirection or any misconception of a guy trying to, uh, get the extra hardware to be the A side for a potential fight down the road. But be, yeah, it's it's smart for us Vince, to why would not beat the shit out of Sean Porter and take his belt? <laughs> and you know, because I think that's what it ultimately going to come down to uh, between these two is who gets the who gets more straps around with them because that they both want to be the A side in the fight and I think that'll kinda of give a little bit more uh, uh leeway to who will be the A side of the fight down the road. But uh all in all man, it was uh, entertaining as hell. I enjoyed the shit out of it. And uh you know, uh Bud Crawford and, and Earl Spence, man, what can I say? I don't think it was a verbal beatdown as 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 bad as some might think. Let's say like, you know, Bud Crawford fans be oh he he he, he smoked him or you know, he got him on that so bad. Because Earl Spence, at the same time, yeah, he's a, oh, shucks, gee golly type of a guy. But at the same time, the nonchalant kind of a, a body reaction to some of the stuff he is saying, as far as just kind of like smirking, laughing, like, oh, God, you ain't going to stop nobody. Just some of the stuff that he was doing. It's uh, it's fun. It's still funny about Earl Spence because he still kept that cool, calm, and collected type of a, of a, of a uh, energy that was, you know, a little smooth at times for a guy on the other side, Crawford being so damn intense. I mean, money's eyes was bugging, you know, <laughs> a big portion of the time doing all that. But uh, hopefully this will be the, this will be the uh, start to getting this thing uh, set in the right direction. So we can get this one, this super fight uh, sooner than fucking later. That's for sure. Uh, I'm all for it though. But I was, uh, I also enjoyed the, the cameo of Bob Arum. When Ellie Setchback, who's such an annoying fucking, oh man, I can't stand Ellie Setchback, bro. I really can't. The guy just reminds me of a of, of brown nose to the fullest. That one guy at work, when your boss tells a corny ass joke, I'm the type to be unresponsive. 
but Ellie Setchback would be the guy after your boss told a corny ass joke at work, giving the <laughs> Kawhi Leonard laugh for some bullshit like that. He's just a groupie, just such a biggest groupie at the end of the video, especially. Uh, Earl, uh, you know, you could ask anything about this whole thing that they had going into these war of words for 10 minutes. And the one thing that Ellie Setchback says, oh, Earl, I got to ask. He says, I got to ask, how much is that chain? <laughs> of all the questions you can ask from that whole talk that they just had, you want to ask how much his chain costs. I slapped the shit out, Ellie Setchback. Um, but no, he asked Bob Arum what he thought about Earl's fight with Mikey. And Bob just simply said, I didn't think Mikey was that stupid. <laughs> so that was pretty cameo by Bob Bam. Hey, that old man, he sounds pretty good for his old ass age. Uh, Will or is that just me? Yeah, that was just you. They had to ask him the same question like eight times every time. I don't know if he was. Well, I think. There, no, I had. think. Well, I think he didn't. I think he didn't understand uh, Earl Spence's uh, country ass accent. I think that's what probably what it was. Because I thought that too. Yeah, I don't know. Well. Yeah, I mean, we'll see about everybody's taking shots at Mikey. I don't, I don't want to. We'll see what happens when the fight, when the fight happens. Bob Arum, he's got, he's oh. got good fighters over there. That I'm, I'm, I'm hearing he was trying to get Spence. That's what Spence said. Um, yeah, we'll see. Spence probably should go over oh. there. Yeah, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. We'll see how it all turns out, man. But um. We got a uh, you know, go home signal sent right now. So, uh, Will, I think I'm probably going to go out and get me something to grub on and check out this uh, Saints and Eagles game. Look like this one might be pretty lit as far as the over-under, I think, being set at like 62 or something like that. So it might be a high-scoring game. Uh, going to check out until we'll see what's going on later on, man. What's, what you got going for the rest of the day? Oh, same thing. Got some chicken ready. About to go in, watch games, nap it up, wrap it up. There it is. All right, man. Well, until next time, folks, we're two weeks away from the biggest fight coming in December. So, uh, a lot business will be picking up very soon. And uh, speaking for myself and uh, Willa, outside his boxing podcast, we will be coming to you on Wednesday. And we are out. Mama, I love you. P.O.P. All the time.